Hello everyone, I'm Kevin Miller and this is The Ziggler Show, where our goal is to inspire your true performance. In this episode, I titled it, Judge Not and Win Hearts. So an FBI special agent whose job is gaining trust and catching and recruiting spies, he shares his relational strategy at home to win his family's hearts. Now that's intriguing. Robin Dreek, he was my guest in show 739, and we talked about the specific truths and methodologies he employed as a master in behavioral analysis. Robin's testimony of family relationships based upon never judging or criticizing is one of the most inspiring things I've heard uh, in a long time. It is giving others what we all long for. But you're going to want to hear the details. He shares this and more in this, our habits show, where I walk through Robin, uh, his seven spokes and the Ziggler Wheel of Life, his habits. And Robin's a sought after speaker at live events, and he works with business owners doing international leadership uh, on customer relationships and sales focal points. I mean, you can connect with Robin, see all that he's got to offer at peopleformula.com. And he's got training there, and you can find his book, The Code of Trust, wherever you get books or there at the website. So we're going to get started with Robin right after I share some great products and services with you. All right, Robin, we're going to walk through these uh, seven habits here, see what a, see what an FBI guy does for his uh, spokes in the Ziggler wheel of life. Good. Number one, physical nutrition. Tell us about that area. All right. So um, first of all, doing nutrition, I wouldn't call myself a vegetarian, but I, I do eat healthy. I try to eat according to kind of the zone diet where it's all balanced mm -hmm. uh, without overindulging in any one area, you know. As most people know, as we get older, especially in our 50s, when our metabolism slows, you got to be really careful with what you eat. So yeah. I do try to eat very healthy. Um, when it comes to exercise, uh, I used to be an avid long distance runner doing ultra marathons, and I, my body started breaking down hard. Yeah. And about a year ago, um, I am one of these guys. I am a CrossFit guy. Nice. I probably go to CrossFit five or six days a week, and um, it was world changing for me because it wasn't a, I, I was scared to death by doing it because I thought all these people are big muscle heads and lifting barbells you can get injured and hurt and you know I can't speak to anyone else's experience with it but I, I go to a gym with phenomenal not the best coaching I've had in my entire life and it's all personalized no one judges you there um, there's people from all walks of life that are at every stage of fitness and, and that you yeah. could possibly have from people that are trying to lose 300 pounds to people that you know, could be professional bodybuilders, although there's not many of them there. Um, so it's just been a very, very good, well-balanced, you know, physical regimen that activates every part of my body, which has helped me immensely since I've gotten older. Yeah, that thing has been such a phenomenon. I think we're, I think I'm going to be interviewing Rich Froning, the, yeah, wow. Yeah, he's, he's the CrossFit dude, but I, I've he learned is, more just in, intelligent guy. Uh, well, that's what I've heard. And I've learned a lot about the whole CrossFit scenario. I live in a little town. We, we hardly have a dumbbell up here, but uh, uh, but I like the CrossFit scenario. Yeah. Cause the, the, the all around body it's aspect and it's, it's pure oh, community. It's true. True. You know, and, and like my, the gym I go to, it's all uh, law enforcement, uh, first responders and some military, huh. you know, so all the, all the people in my gym, I say there's probably about only 30, 35 of us that, you know, are consistent there. Like I just came from my class today at noon and, uh, there was four of us in class. 
you know, I'm retired FBI, former Marine. There's another guy that's retired Army and uh, and a Spotsylvania sheriff uh, the deputy in there. We had four people in class at noon. That's generally my size of my class, you know, and uh, great folks, good down to earth folks, just doing the best they can for their families and trying to stay in shape so they stay safe. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the methodology. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, second spoke is family and friends. I know you've got a wife, you've got kiddos, so they're out of the house now. But just what do you do for just the relational health and relational ties in your life? Lots and lots of good, healthy communication. Um, you know, uh, so my daughter is a senior in college for nursing, and my son is a sophomore at the United States Naval Academy in mechanical engineering. And the communication we have in the four of us, you know, and my wife, uh, my wife's a, a part-time elementary school teacher. And we, I, the amount of communication we have is, is dumbfounded me. My son, because um, my son and I are the main communicators, my wife, my daughter, are the main communicators, and I probably text back and forth to my son uh, four or five times a day and at least a 30 to 45 minute conversation every single night. Um, and all we do the entire time is we we talk about the things that are going on in his life, but more importantly, the relationships and the impact that the thing, the, the relationships have on the outcomes. Um, and I mean, my son's my best friend. Uh, it, it's the funniest thing in the world. It's, it's such a different dynamic between this generation and, you know, compared to the boomers and the, and the Gen X guys, because I'm a Gen Xer and my son's a millennial, my daughter's a millennial. It's a very different dynamic, not better or worse, just different. And, and the relationship communication that goes on, in, at least in our family, is tremendous. Um, there are, I know, you know, kids always keep things from their parents. Um, but I can honestly say there's very, very little of my kids have kept from me because, Again, we talked about earlier in the other podcast. Um, we don't judge. Yeah. We seek to understand. And uh, I, 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 I value the relationship with my my kids and my wife more than anything in the world. I, I would never put anything else in front of it ever. Goodness. Okay, that's convicting. And uh, what a testimonial. <laughs> Seriously. So, okay, third here, mental, uh, mental. Which you know, gosh, so much of your job is around mental. Well, we talked about it in the last show. Awareness, yeah. acuity. Uh, so, tell us what you do in that area of your life today. So, um, I'll give you. I'll give you my my method. My thought processes. I, I do what I, I don't call. I don't do crazy brain. Right. <laughs> and crazy brain and like I don't do my crazy brain where and I think of crazy brain as as when you get emotionally hijacked with stress, anxiety, frustration, resentment, discontentment, anger, all those emotions, what they do is they cloud your ability to actually see the healthy relationships and people around in your life that actually can get you to where it is you're trying to move to. Because a lot mm -hmm. of times we get very focused on one thing we're trying to accomplish and our way of getting there. And if it's not working, that's when all those negative emotions kick in. Meanwhile, if we take a step back, let that all flush out, we can now see the healthy relationships around you. And then you can seek the thoughts and opinions of others and, hey, folks, I'm trying to get over here. Anyone got any ideas on how I can do that? So that actually fosters wanting to maintain no crazy brain because it's always those healthy relationships that are going to get you there. So the way, the way I maintain that is, you know, everyone, you know, I'm a big believer in meditation, but I think meditation can be very individualistic. Um, I, I walk, you know, literally, you know, when I go walking in the morning, I used to run, but you know, getting older and knees don't like that. I go to CrossFit instead, yeah. but just going out and I have conversations with myself where I'm very reflective. You know, I think about the things in my life, the, the people in my life, the things that they're trying to achieve. I think about the way I can be a resource for them. And I just really just think and reflect every day, um, without, you know, trying to I kind of 
put, I, I call it, I call it talking to the universe, whatever your belief system is. You know, I, I post these questions out there. When you have a calm mind and you're not trying to force something, the ideas and images you get back in your mind, they're, they're your answers right there. And, and where are all these things always related to? The people in your life. Hmm. And so I, I'm a big believer the way you maintain good mental health and mental stability is maintain good, healthy relationships with everyone by having good, open, honest communication. Don't use subterfuge. Don't use deception. Don't try to take advantage of people. Just be a resource for them. And at the same time, if someone's trying to take advantage for you of you, just back away, you know, for today because they're having a bad moment, you know. And so just I just don't engage unhealthy people. Goodness. Financial is the next book, Robin. So what are the financial habits that you employ? Um, my, I married someone who is very, very frugal. Luckily I call ourselves like we're the Flintstones or the Simpsons. Whereas we wear the same things we probably wore for 20 years. <laughs> we are exceptionally uh, frugal. If we can't buy it in cash, we don't do it. Yeah. And it's why at the age of 50, you know, um, I was able to, you know, I'm able to retire at the age of 50 from federal law enforcement because I'm a federal law enforcement officer and I had over 30 years of government service and I retired at 50. I didn't have to work because I have no bills. Um, my house is about to be paid off. Um, so, you know, I do what I do out of pure passion with my company. Um, and I did it because we live a frugal life. My kids are both gra- going to graduate from college with no debt um, wow. because we just made healthy choices and not trying to keep up with the Joneses and trying to keep up with appearances. I mean, we have, I got a 2001 Subaru. I got a 2010 Subaru, you know, that, you know, both of them had like 200,000 miles on them. And I got a truck that tows my camper because we go camping for vacation. I mean, we are, we're, we are all about the experience and the relationships and you don't need money for that. So we try to keep things very practical and very um, solvent. Yeah, that is, that is not the norm, as you know. Yes, yeah, um, not. Spiritual is the next spoke, Robin. Tell us about that side. Um, I consider myself exceptionally spiritual. Um, the things I talk about, you know, when I, when I do my, my mental health side, that is because of my spirituality. Um, I, I, I believe there's much, you know, I never want to alienate anyone by, by sharing completely my beliefs because people that don't have my beliefs will turn off. Right. Or, so what I'll say is to me, I, 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 I don't have call it faith. I call it knowing there's much more to this universe than just this, what we're experiencing now. And I believe if, if you can quiet your mind, you can come, you, you can become very connected to it. Um, and that's why that quiet mind is so important to me, because when you quiet that mind, the possibilities of life and how calm and beautiful it can be really open up. And that's, that's my spirituality. Ah, well said career is the next spoke. And you've obviously had an interesting one, uh, especially from, from us, us, uh, regular citizen folk here, but tell us what, you know, about the career. And even today you've got so many opportunities that you're facing. So what are kind of your parameters for keeping your career where you want it? Um, the, the funny thing with my career is cause yeah, I mean, we've highlighted, all right. So I'm a, you know, retired FBI guy and former head of the behavioral analysis program for the FBI, former Marine Corps officer, Naval Academy graduate, and so I, my most common question I get is, so, man, chief of the behavioral analysis program, how did you do that? And I said, oh, this is easy. When I was in high school, I wanted to go to Naval Academy. I wanted to be an aerospace engineer. I wanted to be a Navy pilot, test pilot, and astronaut. They said, what happened? I said, I failed it at all. <laughs> I, you know, my career was, um, I, I had uh, what most people have that have this type A personality early in their lives. I thought my life and career was all about making myself look good. Um, as I under started understanding the code of trust and be and, and understanding human beings, 
and understanding what life is really about. When I started realizing that if I become a resource for the success of my bosses and the success of the people around me, that's when you can have a successful career because then everyone wants you and everyone wants to be a resource for you as well. So when I actually shifted the focus from trying to be personally successful without regard for the impact I was having on others, and I started thinking in terms of how can I make the people around me successful, holy cow, that was what my career then became. And, and it's so funny, you know, now, you know, running my company, People Formula, where I'm a speaker and an author and I, and I do a lot of training and consulting, I can't stand travel, but I do it all the time. Why? because it's what I'm meant to do. You know, I just, I, you, when you quiet that mind and you understand, all right, this is what I'm, this, this is the information and knowledge I'm supposed to share with others, then you just let go and you do. So, because why? I'm a resource for the success and prosperity of others. No, no expectation of reciprocity. So my career was about trying to service myself first, but I only, tr I only found true success when I started understanding how to be a service and resource for others. You are listening to The Ziegler Show and our habits episode with ex-CIA special agent Robin Dreek. Next is the personal spoke, and he shares a passion for aiding an organization that fights against child pornography. And with his background, of course, it's pretty deep. I will restart right after I share some great products and services with you. Personal is the last one. And Robin, I've all, I've generally had this try to, because obviously all of this is personal, try to uh, caveat this and, you know, the things that you do for, for fun, for, for play, just for you, ah. but also the term of, you know, the self-care, the things that you do to just fill yourself so you can pour out to others. So, um, as I said, you know, earlier I do CrossFit and that is a big dopamine hit, uh, and adrenaline hit for me every day. I'm addicted to it because of the community there. And it, it uh, keeps me in shape for speaking and traveling so much. Yeah. But the other thing that um, people, a lot of people don't know I do, uh, well, I do two other things. Um, one, I'm an executive board member on the Innocent Lives Foundation. Um, this is a, a group, a not-for-profit, a friend of mine, Chris Hagnagy, founded a couple years ago. And what we do is he's a professional social engineer and penetration tester. And as he was helping protect companies from being hacked, um, by nefarious perpetrators, they kept he's, him and his company kept stumbling across uh, traffickers of, of um, images of children, you know, you know, pedophile type images of children, right. and also pedophiles, human traffickers of children. And so he took um, what our organization does. We have these master researchers on the dark web um, that we actually identify individuals that main, that try to maintain their anonymity on the dark web and traffic in these kind of things, and we. Get, get them positively identified and hand them over to law enforcement. And so this year alone, we've handed over 65 cases to law enforcement. And each one of these 65 cases impacts at least eight children, all the way up to 400 children that have been victimized. And so that's the impact we do. So that's the one thing I do that is pure joy. It's, it's nothing but giving back and using my skills that I have um, and sharing as well as the rest of the team. And the other thing I do is uh, I'm a pilot. I'm a, uh, I'm a commercially rated, instrument rated pilot. And I've used that not just for fun and traveling all over to these small little airports, but uh, I've also, I volunteer with a group called Patient Airlift Services, basically angel flights. And I, I take great joy in, in taking uh, patients that can't use commercial air travel or they have to get back and forth to their cancer treatment uh, more frequently than commercial air traffic they can afford or otherwise do. And uh, I, I'll bring them to from a small little airport in a small little town all the way up to like BWI or, or uh, Philly International or all the way up to New York or something. So uh, that's so flying is another passion of mine that I do for self-care. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Thanks for taking us behind the scenes uh, of, a, of a guy whose lifestyle, at least career-wise, is 
a little foreign to most of us. So uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for being with us again and just openly sharing, Robin. It's a gift. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, thanks, thanks for the great experience. You're awesome. Such great sharing from Robin Dreek, and that's D-R-E-E-K-E. Again, you can connect with Robin at peopleformula.com where he offers training and you can find his books there. Uh, but I really encourage you to hear more of what he has to offer. Coming up in episode 742, what do you want? Two of my favorite movie scenes ask this. In the notebook, the character Noah asks Allie over and over, what do you want? What do you want? You can find that on YouTube, the videos of that. Then in a good year, uh, it, it's, it's a good year with uh, George Bailey. I watch this. I own it. watch it every Christmas, so I just watched it. He gallantly asks, Mary, what do you want? You want the moon? I'll lasso it for you. But the beauty of the scene is when she closes her eyes and sets on what she really wants and makes a true wish that later comes to pass. Well, in episode 734, I did a special edition show where I walked through the seven spokes on the Ziggler wheel of life and ultimately encouraged everyone just to list something out that they wanted in each spoke. And for my recent birthday, I asked my four oldest kids to gift me by going through and doing the exercise. It's that important. So for this show, I posted a question on Facebook for the Ziegler audience and a reminder that you can join these conversations uh, by finding and friending me on Facebook at Agent K Miller. But the question uh, was simply, do you have any tangible ideas of what more you want in the near future in these areas? One, health. Two, relationships. Three, mental growth. Four, finances five spiritual, six career, and seven personal. I started off and gave my own answers. And man, have we had incredible uh, responses uh, come back. I thought it might be a bit too much work for people to do, but they just uh, they came in and drove. So uh, join us in this coming show. And I think you'll be inspired greatly by what you hear. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <music>